Luther Chavez is a geocache that was hidden in July of 2003. And somebody looked at a map of the geocaches in Los Angeles and saw a large blank area. And they decided to go right in the middle of that forgotten realm and put this geocache next to a monument of a couple of fellas who are heroes to the locals, it says. And the main thing about this, I mean, L.A. is, is a very overexplored sort of area, but the main thing about this one is that it's right in the middle of Compton, California. Compton, if you may remember, is the place of NWA fame and all sorts of other things that happen that are a little bit, well, just make this geocache a little bit challenging. And so if you go there, um, just... Go during the day, I guess, and and maybe take a picture and, and then go along quickly. Anyway, geocaching scripture. Geocaching scripture. Geocaching, if you don't know what it is, is this rarefied sport hobby of finding these little treasures along familiar pathways. There are some on the top of mountains. There are some at the bottom of the ocean. There are some in the middle of Compton, California, apparently. And it's a way of finding these little treasures that sort of change a walk or, or a place that you may be familiar with and just offer you some connection with travelers who have gone there before. I thought it was a perfect metaphor for my experience of scripture as I get older, um, as I've been in ministry for about 10 years and I went to seminary and have had a lot of experiences with scripture. I find these little geocaches, these treasures of of history, culture, language, all sorts of different situations and theology that speak to me again about the dimension of God's Word. And that's why I like to geocache scripture. Next time you're in Compton, look for this one. This is Josh here, broadcasting to you from the Blanket Ford in Appleton, Wisconsin. Appleton, that's right, Appleton. The giant, amazing metropolis of Appleton. Uh, Houdini is from here, but he escaped. Huh? Right? He escaped. Anyway, um, sorry about that. Here we are. Let's look at the scripture for today. Matthew 16, verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he said to his disciples, Who do the people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked. Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For this was not revealed to you by the flesh and blood, but by the Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. So, we're in the middle of a series called um, Weird Places Jesus Went. And again, we have the Gospels that don't provide a whole lot of... Uh, visual detail. Uh, they do provide some geographical detail, and as we know, the gospel writers never wasted ink. So there usually is something behind why they put things where they did. Um, Caesarea Philippi. 
Now, you know, most of the time we focus on the conversation here, which is obviously a very important one, including one of Jesus' great blistering questions, who do people say that I am? Um, but if we look at the, the setting here, it's kind of interesting. So Caesarea Philippi was, the, was a, uh, it's still there, uh, you can still go and see it. It's a mountain um, that has a cave that comes out kind of underneath it. And in that cave are a lot of natural springs. Um, they used to really gush water. Um, now they, you know, they've slowed down. But in the ancient world, it was a place where there was water and where there was these mysterious caverns that went way, way, way back into the hill itself. So kind of a creepy setting. Um, and it was a, at the time of Jesus, it was a temple to the god of Pan. Uh, Pan was a Greek god. Um, you will probably recognize him pretty quickly, like... He's the, the dude on the top and goat on the bottom um, character. He he blows on a little pipe that has all the little little pipes in a series on it that get big, smaller to bigger, which is called a pan pipe. Uh, he was the god of the shepherds. He was known to incite, incite fear and haunt people. That's why they call it panic. Um, there was all kinds of odd things with pan. Um, one of the main things about pan that was, was worshiping pan involved all kinds of uh, inappropriate things um, by really almost any moral measure. There was a lot of sexual stuff. Um, he was uh, thought of as a fertility god. Um, there was all kinds of things that were not just run-of-the-mill sexual stuff. Let's just say that. There was a across-the-board sort of unhealthy sexual behavior that went on to celebrate Pan. So this was a place that, that Orthodox Jews of the day uh, the people that Jesus hung out with, the people that he, Jesus um, had as his disciples, wouldn't even go. So it was kind of weird that they were there at all. And it's just very interesting. So there was this underwater spring, which, you know, they settled near there. It became this mysterious place. So it soon became a place of, of sacred significance. And it became a place where they believed that the gods of the underworld returned, uh, went down into the underworld, or the gods went down into the underworld in the winter, and would return in the spring. And one of the signals of that was the snow on top of the mountain that was melting. And the runoff that was happening in the spring was probably all the more active during that time. So they thought the gods came back. So they went down into the underworld. They came back. And the cave became called the Gates of Hades. Or the Gates of Hell. The Gates of Hades. Verse 18. The Gates of Hades will not prevail against it fascinating stuff and the people here would also worship they were worshiping pan they were um doing all these strange sexual rituals they were also doing sacrificial rituals where they would kill a goat and they would throw it into the water of the spring and you would hope that it would sink that meant that pan had accepted your sacrifice that you would have a good harvest or that you would have healthy sheep or whatever you were asking for if um the goat floated then you had to go get another one and then you would slit its throat, throw it in the water, hope that it would sink again. And the water became red, like blood, and disgusting. The place was crowded with idols and just crazy partying, drunkenness, orgies, all kinds of things that were going on. And it became quite literally, I mean, it, it very much seemed in their minds, and in probably any of our minds, the gates of hell, the gates of Hades. Blood, partying, Bacchanalian festivals, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. So this is where Jesus chooses to reveal himself in what might be called a hot spot 
of human desperation, people trying to reach out to connect with the divine in any way that they could. And this is the place where Jesus walks to where, where Jewish peoples of his day wouldn't even go. And this is where he walks to to make a revelation about himself. That's, what fasc that's what's fascinating. Right there at the gates of hell, at the gates of Hades. He says to Peter, the gates of Hades will not triumph. And he points to it. It's right there. It's right there. This desperation, this uh, wild, crazy, unguided, misguided, heartbroken place will not prevail against God's church, which has a way of surviving no matter what. And God's church has been, has been this kind of evil place as well. And God has cleansed us over and over again, and yet we're still here, we're still going. The gates of hell have not prevailed against it. So what are our hot, hot spots today? What are the gates of hell today? What are these scary places where people are reaching out in desperation, trying to connect? And Jesus says, that's where I want to reveal myself. That's where I want to reveal myself. That's where I want you to be. This is where it starts. Geocaching scripture. Tiny treasures in the big truth. Pax you mana. Cheers. Cheers.